0: Welcome to episode 112 of The Climate Champions. Check out past episodes on theclimatechampions.com. I'm Lee Krivat, host of The Climate Champions. If you or someone you know is a climate champion, please let me know at krivatenergyinnovations.com. This week, my featured guest is Corey Connors, sustainable packaging consultant at Landsberg Aurora, founder and host of the Sustainable Packaging Podcast, a sustainability public speaker, And he's at Corey Gated on TikTok. This podcast is being brought to you in part by the Department of Energy's Advanced Grid Research Group, whose purpose is to accelerate innovation in electric transmission and distribution technologies and create next generation devices, software and tools to help modernize the electric grid. Corey is passionate about partnering with clients to design and implement packaging that will help sell their products and ship them safely where they need to go in a sustainable way. He's a guru in the packaging and containers industry with skills in corrugated, folding cartons, retail packaging, business development, and sales management. Welcome to the Climate Champions. I'm Lee Krivat and I'm here with Corey Connors, sustainable packaging consultant with Landsberg Aurora. Corey, welcome to the Climate Champions. Thank you so much, Lee. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate it. It's an honor to have you on the show. So with regards to climate change, what was your motivating moment? What got you going with regards to mitigating climate change?
1: Well, I've grown up in Portland, Oregon, and Portland's always been a very green city. I think the motivating moment, as far as my career goes, was when I had kids and uh, having children and looking at them and saying, oh, man, I need to make this planet better for them. <laughs> it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about our future generations with an S. And uh, we can all participate uh, in being more sustainable and in more environmentally friendly. Do you have any personal drivers with regards to climate change mitigation? Well, I think it's uh, the most important thing right now in, in the world. Uh, I want to live a long life and have uh, the ability to go hiking and snowboarding and boating and all the things that are uh, out in the world of in the environment uh, with my family for as long as I live and uh, leave the planet to a future generation that deserves to have this. Our focus on sustainable packaging at my company and my podcast and in my everyday life is to make it so they don't have mountains of waste to deal with and be more responsible. When you meet people that don't believe
0: or don't understand the facts regarding climate change, how do you convince them how important this is?
1: Oh, great question. You know, I don't spend a lot of time trying to convince people that I'm right. I spend a lot of time explaining the facts and they can believe them or not. It's not my job to convince people that they're wrong. It's our job to explain to people the real facts of the world, the real facts of recycling, the real facts of compostable packaging, things like that, that I can explain from my point of view. You know, you can't beat somebody over the head and say, you're wrong, in my opinion, uh, because that doesn't convince anybody. So I like to be super positive about everything that I say, every comment, every reaction with anybody, every interaction uh, live or on social media, and explain that I'm here to help, I'm here to spread positivity, and I'm here to let people know that they can make a difference uh, and that they should make a difference. You've already talked a little bit about what you do,
0: but can you go into more details about sustainable packaging and how you make a difference?
1: so sustainable packaging is my focus it's my my podcast and what i talk about daily on linkedin and social media companies are quickly making pledges that they're going to be more sustainable with their packaging by 2025 2030 and what what we do is we try to help them be more sustainable and meet those goals in different ways right sizing packaging local sourcing packaging using alternative materials that are actually recyclable and like mono materials and things like that so you talked about
0: 2025 and 2030 whenever i hear people push out the date, i get very nervous because everything we do now is going to last for a very very long time yes and anything we stop doing right now has that impact for a much longer period of time can you talk about your perspective on that
1: oh yeah And another thing about those goals is 90%, according to Gartner, 90% of the the companies that have made those goals have already said that they won't meet those goals, which is even worse than we thought. What we're doing now today will affect us in five to 10 years more than people understand. If you think of a a large company, like a large soda company, or I don't want to talk about specific brands because that's not my focus here, somebody that uses Millions of PET bottles or millions of cans, or when they make a small change, the impact can be massive, but it can take them six months to six years to implement said change. For example, a positive thing that's happened recently Sprite changed their bottles from green to clear. Why did they do that? So that they could recycle those bottles easier. And the PET material that those are made out of is one of the most recycled products for packaging uh, in the world. And if it's green, it's not gonna get recycled as easily because they have to sort it. And that's a big problem with logistics is the sorting and the identifying the different materials. But if it's a clear, that can be made into water bottles. It can be recycled many, many, many times. I think that kind of change is uh, really going to make a big impact on the future of our planet. When these companies say
0: that they're behind schedule, yeah. do you believe they're doing the best they possibly can, or could they
1: really do better? Oh, that's very subjective. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> I think that most companies that I've talked to, and I've talked to quite a few, are doing the best that they can. With the resources and the funding and the capabilities that they have at their fingertips, of course, there are companies that are greenwashing. There are companies that aren't trying at all. There are companies that are saying they're doing great things and they're really not. So there's all that spectrum. But I would say most companies that I'm talking to, real people at these companies are saying it's in the works. We're making positive changes. Here's what we're doing. It's exciting. So based on your knowledge of the industry, how far
0: along are we? And what I mean is, are most big companies pushing hard or are only a few pushing hard? What's the landscape look like?
1: A lot of people like sports references. So I try to, uh, to make uh, you know this relatable. I think if this is a baseball game, we're still in the dugout. We haven't started the game yet and it's probably gonna be a double header. We've got a long ways to go.
0: Wow, that makes me scared.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it should make us aware that there's a lot of improvement that we can make. And that's the good news. I think I say that with a positive spin. There's so much more we can do to be more sustainable with packaging, with reusables, with uh, recyclable, with advancements in municipalities, in sorting techniques. There's a lot of positive things that are happening today, but they need to happen faster. I agree, fast, fast,
0: fast. And I don't think I don't think most people and most companies really
1: understand how urgent the need is to move faster. Oh, true. But I think people w- will be voting with their wallets and are voting with their wallets when they um, make decisions. You know, but we have to understand that designing and implementing these new kinds of packaging takes time. I talked to a company called Cruise Foam, that they're making foam out of chitin, uh, which is uh, seashells, essentially, ground up. It's one of my most popular podcast episodes. And they're saying, it's going to take a couple more years to get this all figured out. They've been making styrofoam for a long time. And we're trying to replace that with something environmentally friendly that's recyclable or compostable give us a few minutes. You know, I joked with their CEO and I said, well, when are you going to be ready? Come on, let's hurry this up. And he said, I know we're working as hard as we can. So we, we have to understand that it's not just companies that are working really hard to fix these issues. It's new packaging companies and it's old packaging companies like Landsberg Aurora that are adopting new materials to make companies be more sustainable. And why are Seashells considered renewable? It's a waste product. It would just biodegrade into the sea if it wasn't collected, but it's easy to get. It's easy to use. And the episode, they have a lot of really great reasons why. For some reason, I would say about a third of the people I've interviewed have been surfers. So these guys are all surfers. It's the people spending the time in the water or out in nature that are really making a big push to make their packaging more sustainable. Can you briefly talk about your prior background and how it got you here? Yeah. So I graduated high school and I didn't want to go to college. So I applied for a couple jobs. One of them was warehouser, and it's a corrugated box plant. And it was great. I worked there full-time for a year, did all the jobs. My illustrious title was miscellaneous worker. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But as an 18-year-old kid, I didn't care. They were paying me good and uh, it was really hard work. But I earned my stripes in the packaging industry. Over the next five years, I went to college full time and worked part time. But that's how I learned about corrugated. That's where I got my nickname, Corrugated. And uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
1: And then uh, right out of college, I, I wanted to go into advertising, actually make commercials on, for TV, but nobody was hiring. And I found a packaging company that was hiring. And I've been there almost 20 years now. I absolutely love it. Great company to work for. It's different every day. Always new challenges, new things to help people with. Can you
0: talk about setbacks that you've had in your career?
1: Yeah, 2008 was a challenge. Thankfully, we are full service packaging company. We're not just corrugated, we're not just polymers. We we do all kinds of packaging solutions. So that helped us through the tough times in the economy, being diverse and being willing to work with all kinds of companies and provide all kinds of packaging solutions. Very cool. I learn something new every day. I will never be a packaging expert. I will always be a packaging student. I am absolutely amazed at the way that companies and the way that scientists are coming to packaging as a real legitimate solution towards environmental causes, you know, with companies like, uh, I just interviewed this morning, TerraCycle, for my podcast they're making huge impact on the world it's exciting it's very exciting that's one thing i love about the
0: podcast i meet people that are doing such great things even if myself i'm not doing as much
1: sure you're spreading the message to hundreds and or thousands of people and that's that's what's important can you talk about the successes that you're most proud of well this year i was or last year i guess it's 22 now I was nominated by Landsberg for what's called an Aurora Hero Award. And that really meant a lot to me personally, because I've worked for the company for almost 20 years and they only give that award. And I was a finalist, uh, one of like 50 in the company and it's thousands of employees. And it's in a new category that just started this last year called sustainability. So for me, I was like, okay, this is working. This is, I'm making a positive change. People are seeing it. Our company is, frankly, one of the most sustainable packaging companies in the world. In uh, Australia, we manufacture wine bottles and we've figured out a way to use the highest recycled content of all the wine bottle manufacturers. So things like that are really impressive. You said really recyclable earlier on when, I, when you were talking
0: yep. about what you do and how you advise companies. And sometimes when I recycle and I have guests over, they say, oh, it doesn't really get recycled. You shouldn't spend so much time on it.
1: Can you tell me the truth? Am I wasting my time? The answer is no, you're not wasting your time. Most of that packaging will get recycled. A lot of it won't. And here's why. Because we don't always put things in the recycle bin that are actually recyclable. For example, a lot of municipalities don't recycle glass right now because it is very specialized. They frankly crush it up and use it in road construction or in the landfill to create a separation of layers. So it'll get used. But there are certain things like corrugated, high-density polyethylene, milk jugs are very recyclable, easily recycled, sought after in the industry. And I think what we're trying to do is make sure that those materials that are used have value. We're thinking of the next step. Will this actually get recycled? To answer your question, that's the most important question. What's the next step for
0: this material? But you think that I should keep making sure that my glasses and my aluminum cans, my bottles, my paper all goes in the recycle
1: bin. Absolutely. There is a worldwide shortage right now of what we call OCC, old corrugated containers. We need them. So please recycle. Please tell your friends to recycle. I love that. I love that. There is an absolute shortage for packaging right now globally. I've never seen lead times like this in my career. I had somebody quote me eight to 10 weeks for production of a corrugated box where it used to be a week and a half to two. Wow, how does that happen? And the reasons are many. One of the major reasons is paper. We can't get paper fast enough. The recycled paper that we use for 32-pound corrugated boxes is made from recycled OCC material most of the time. So we need that material to get through the system. So please send it back, save it for us if you're not gonna send it back right away. I just posted this morning on TikTok about if Amazon would take back your boxes, would you do that? And resounding yes, please. Uh, We'll leave them on the front porch for you.
0: (laughs) So we need to figure that out. I put the Amazon boxes in my recycling. Is that
1: okay? Yes, Okay. please do that for now. But we'd like to encourage companies like them to develop a program where they would pick up the packaging that they give us. Corrugated boxes can be reused dozens of times without recycling. I'm a
0: little embarrassed because at my house, I average at least one package a day. Not always from Amazon. I would say I average one Amazon a day and then <laughs> one other package every couple of days. Now we recycle them all, but it would be fantastic if it was more valuable for them, as long as they're dropping off anyway to pick it up,
1: right? I agree 100%. And don't be embarrassed, you're very normal. I think the average is 160 packages per year per household. So you're a little above average, but that's an okay thing. We're consumers, we're spurring on the economy, but it's up to us packaging people to figure out how to recycle and reuse that material.
0: I think it's very interesting that you just said it's up to us packaging people to figure out the solution, because I do think something falls on people to make smart choices also. So maybe it would be that that was something that would guide my buying decision. What kind of packaging do they use? So that I, w- I wanna take some responsibility in helping here.
1: Oh, and you should. But I think too often we, we as uh, packaging companies and brands are often putting all the onus on the consumer when, like you said, it's not just up to them. It's not just up to the consumer. It's up to all of us to work together to make a positive impact. It's an exciting thing. I'm seeing positive changes left and right. I mean, talking about Amazon, they've changed to 26-pound ECT. That's a much lighter weight material. When you amortize that out over the 1.6 billion packages they ship a year, wow, that's a huge impact. A company like that can change the world if they are incredibly serious about it. And I think they are. And I, I get a lot of negative feedback about them. But I think that people are kind of set in their ways. They're, oh, I, you know, they made a decision. I don't like them. Well, have you seen what they're doing lately? They're right-sizing packaging. They're lightweighting boxes. They're using envelopes instead of corrugated when they can. In my opinion, what I've seen over the last six months has been a huge shift towards sustainability. And their packaging in the
0: plastic envelopes are also recyclable.
1: Yes. Please recycle those. They are very recyclable. I think they're number four low density polyethylene, which is a sought after material for recycling. It's not as easy to recycle that as number one or number two. So I I would encourage Amazon to look at number one or number two material for their next envelopes. But that's my opinion. Awesome. I really appreciate learning this because if I'm learning it, I'm thinking a lot
0: of people that listen are going to Be hearing this and understanding it for the first time. So thank you. Yes.
1: Happy to help. I get calls all the time from family members and friends. Hey, can I recycle this? What do I do with that? And I'm very unique. I've spent my life learning this stuff. You know, most people are just, all they can see is what's on the packaging. So my advice to anybody that's making packaging for consumers is identify it for them. Put a how to recycle logo on it that will tell them what to do. I
0: love that too. Yeah. When you look at the earth and the human race, 20, 30 years out, what do you see? What do you think it looks like? Oh man.
1: I, uh, I'd like to see a bunch of healthy people. No, not what you'd like to see. <laughs> I want a prediction, a forecast. Oh yeah. I'm very optimistic. I think we're going to make it. I think there'll be struggles. I think there'll be challenges with rising seas and atmospheric changes and global warming. Those things are happening. It's obvious. You know, it was 115 degrees here in Portland, Oregon this year, this last year. That is incredible. That's not a fluke. People That's died. Not, yeah. For people that don't believe this is real, I advise you to look at that. That's scary. You know, I had to keep my kids inside. And so will we make it? I think we will. I think there'll be major changes. I think they will be really fast. I think the whole world will have to pitch in. It'll be a global effort. I really enjoyed Bill Gates' book. It was very optimistic, talking about scrubbing the climate with the greenhouse gases and things like that, carbon capture technology that's possible or is actually happening now. How do we put this into terms that people understand? And I think that's going to be a real challenge of, um, we'll say the temperature is going to go up one degree. Well, people don't think that that's a big deal. You know, oh, that's fine. It could be a global catastrophe. So we need to make changes.
0: You said you think it's gonna happen really fast. Why hasn't that really
1: fast already started or has it in your opinion? I think it's right now. Yeah, we're in process of that really fast in my opinion. People are scrambling. I'm getting frantic phone calls. How do we change our packaging right now? I wanna be sustainable. We have to move forward with it. We have to improve it. So it's happening right now. Of course, it can always happen faster. People can complain about anything. I could hand out gold bars to the audience and they would say, oh, they're too heavy. So we we need to be positive and look at things in a way that, not rose-colored glasses, but we have positive energy behind us pushing in the right direction together. Do you think the pandemic has changed the future of climate change? I think the pandemic has changed everything in the world, in my opinion. I've seen photos of Paris, France, um, before the pandemic, and then during the pandemic, and you see blue skies during. (laughs) You know, the fact that they were able to see mountain ranges for the first time in 50 years in India. Things like this have made people understand that, yes, our cars and our trucks are causing damage. They are a part of the problem. And industry, too. You know, a lot of companies that shut down Negative production really made a positive in- impact on the climate. It was noticeable, it was visually noticeable. And I think that was shocking to a lot of people. So I think uh, it's opened some eyes. And, you know, of course, it was a travesty and it is a travesty how many people have died. But there are some things that came out of it that are positive eye openers, in my opinion. Please tell my listeners what they can do, in your opinion to make the biggest impact? Consume less. Don't buy that one thing that you just think's really cool on a whim. Wait 24 hours before you buy it. Do you really need it? Could you reuse something else? Could you consolidate your your shipments into one uh, at the end of the week? Could you start loading your Amazon cart today and then push buy on Friday? So things like that. Drive less if you can turn your thermometers down in in your house, put on a sweatshirt if you're cold. Everyone I've talked to, that's the answers, the simple changes that can be made. I'm going to admit something, and it's
0: difficult to admit, but my wife and I have been buying things for 30 years together as a family and 10, 20 years before that, and we are moving to Portland, which is where you live Hey, right on. And so we don't want to move everything that we've collected. But every Christmas, I'm not blaming Christmas, but every Christmas and every (laughs) birthday, tons of presents, sometimes that are never used and never opened. We are finding unopened cool things that obviously weren't cool enough. So many of the same item or very similar items that we really never had to buy a second and third time. And we are donating it all. Good, But we are committed to not going back. We are not going to buy things that we have. We are going to know what we have. We are not going to just store them for a rainy day and forget we have them. We are committed to doing better. So
1: thank you. Good for you. There's a great book on that topic called Secondhand, and it talks about what happens to your stuff when you donate it. And it's actually really interesting. A lot of it is incredibly valuable to the economy in many countries. A lot of our clothes get exported to India or Vietnam, and they need them over there. They actually take the time, and I don't know if you know this, they take the time to pull the hairs off of our shirts and make them into wigs, and then they sell them back to us. <laughs> <laughs> More power to them. You could tell
0: by what I'm wearing. My podcast is audio, not, not video, but you <laughs> can see that I'm, that I'm wearing something very casual. And I have a dozen suits that are very nice, but I'm going to be donating the majority of them because I can't even imagine when I'm going to wear
1: so many suits. There was a time when I needed them. Maybe not all of them. Well, and there's great programs like for veterans that are just getting out of the military or single moms that these people need clothes for business attire to get a new job or to get a promotion. Yeah, that's what we're donating. And we found a place I have, I'm
0: donating probably 30 shirts and 10 suits. So hopefully it'll help somebody.
1: I think that's wonderful. Good for you. Do you have any questions for me? Well, I have lots of questions. But what would you think is the most important thing that companies can do? Because you're a consumer, you're an environmental advocate. What do you think... I should be telling companies to do so that we can make things better.
0: I can be very selfish and talk about a company I helped launch called Sustain Six. And the yeah. focus of that is to get employees engaged and incented to do climate change mitigation. Great. So I think that's huge. But I don't want to, that to be my answer because <laughs> uh, that would be selfish. Oh, that's I, Okay. But I if think they're they, doing good things. I think what I like about Sustain Six, other than what they're doing, and they're doing a number of things I think are very valuable, but they're forcing the conversation between employer and employee. And I think that a lot of employers have studied this issue and they really do understand that they have to change and how important it is. And many of their employees might understand that too, but the employers can help them actually do things instead of just think about doing things. So that's what I'd like to see.
1: I love that. It's amazing what we can do when we work together. And it's amazing how much impact we can have when we form a committee or we get our whole company involved with something. Well done. I think
0: people want to have an impact. Yeah. A lot of people, especially the younger generation, I'm not sure they know how. And that's where the employers can educate and make it easier for them.
1: Absolutely true. I volunteer on a board for candlelighters for children with cancer. And so many people want to help, but they don't know how. So that's our job, right? How do we put those givers together with the people that need the help? I think that's a big part of all of this. Yes, I think
0: with regards to helping with with the cancer charity or with climate change, I think employees, they do their jobs and they're awesome. But I think with regards to these important initiatives in the world they're sitting on the bench they're an incredible resource they're sitting on a bench and employers can get them off the bench for more than just work
1: yes i love the employee match programs that companies like nike are doing wow that impact is massive i used to work for semper energy and they had
0: a match program but i didn't think anything of it as a great program but i miss it so much now that i've left and all my donations are only single yeah, you think back to where it used to double, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I've actually contacted their retirement services organization to see if I could still get that benefit, <laughs> but they said
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. tough ask there, yeah. Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you want to say? We can all make a difference. I think that's what I want to leave this everybody with. We can all make an impact. We can all make a change. We can all do something today that will impact the environment buy that reusable water bottle and use it every day for a year and look at how many cases of bottled water you don't need to buy. Things like that are pretty massive with the impact. If you stack up 365 individual bottles of water, that's pallets and pallets of them.
0: That's great advice. And I'm going to wrap this up now with a wrap. For the first time your kids were seen and you're into climate change because you're from portland a city that's green living a long life is something you would like you want future generations with an s to be able to hike to convince others you don't want to beat them on their head or on their brain you want to be positive and the facts just explain If you want the environment to last, you should listen to your sustainability packaging podcast. (laughs) You help companies get on a sustainable course. You want them to use really recyclable materials from a local source. Bottling companies sell a lot. They should shift gear. You were really happy when Sprite went from green to clear. If we don't want the climate change mitigation game to be a rout, we've got to get people out of the dugout. Sometimes you look at the climate and it can cause you to frighten, but there are companies like Cruise Foam who are using seashell chitin. Awesome. You like that you're always learning, you like that you're never bored, you're really super excited to get a Sustainability Hero Award. It would be great. If in addition to delivering packages, they took the packages back and they were gone, come on, get with the program, Amazon. Listen, there's no need to add to the mess. Do your best to use less. Listen, we've got to take action or we're gonna be goners.
1: Thank you so much, Corey Connors. Oh. That was awesome. That's the first rap anybody's ever saying to me. I am so stoked. I love it, Lee. That was awesome.
0: Corey has an incredible amount of excitement for the packaging industry. I really enjoy his sustainable packaging podcast. Recently, I moved to Vancouver, Washington. So my wife and I had to buy a very large number of new large items, mostly from Costco. There was a tremendous amount of corrugated material. I kept thinking of Corey saying how important it is to recycle these, but because there was so much of it, we couldn't fit 95% of it into our bins. I ended up taking almost all of those large empty boxes back to Costco and convinced them to recycle them thank you corey if you have comments or questions about the podcast please visit my website at privatenergyinnovations.com and drop me an email i would love to hear from you and if you're enjoying the climate champions podcast series please subscribe rate it five stars if you're an apple user and tell your climate concerned friends about it corey reminded us that a simple change such as buying a reusable water bottle can save pallets of bottled water that won't be shipped, stored, and potentially end up as landfill or worse. We can all make a change, we can all make an impact, and we can all make a difference helping to mitigate climate change.